Coming in loud and clear. Welcome to our very first episode of Cake, the culture and arts podcast for kids and everyone. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Andrea. And on this week's episode of Cake, we discover how to make music, sound and noise in some not so typical ways. First up, we send our pals along to a workshop that encourages women and girls to use technology to make music. I'm Claire, and we're on the way to synthesize her. Synthesize her. I have no idea what it is. What's happening in the pop world at the moment is being some really good research being done. And this research tells us that out of those 900 popular songs, less than a quarter of the artists are women. This is Kate Butler. She's a DJ and writer who's researching a book about women using technology to make music. She runs Synthesize Her with Viva Dean and they believe society doesn't encourage women and girls to use technology, even though lots of us are interested in using technology to be creative. Kate and Viva are trying to change this and encourage more women to get involved through their workshops. I'm Viva Dean, I'm an engineer and I'm a DJ, a resident on Dublin Digital Radio. We're going to start with... Viva explained that sound is made up of vibrations or sound waves that we can hear. Sound waves are formed by objects vibrating. Sound waves travel through air, water or solid objects as vibrations. When they reach us, they make our eardrums vibrate. Our brain decodes these vibrations as sounds made by different things. So all you have to do is hold on to a bit of this chain. Viva handed us a noisy chain and we each passed it on. It helped us understand how electricity is the same as sound in some ways. These are the electrons, and we, we're like one of those wires going into the desk over there. Electricity is flowing through us, and each one of these little links is a little electron. The volts are similar to the links in the chain, and when we change how it flows, we can change lots of things about it. After we learned how electricity makes sounds, we got to play around with some cool synthesizers. I'm Rosa and I'm seven. I decided to try this modular setup called Little Bits. It's made of blocks that magnet together and make different sounds depending on how you connect them, like musical Lego. It sounds kind of glitchy. What happens if I add a keyboard in? Nothing happens. Maybe if I turn up the frequency on the oscillator. Still absolutely nothing is happening. Finally, something is happening. I'm interested in this. <laughs> My name's Edie and I'm 11. I really like pop music. Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift are my favourite artists. To be honest, I don't really listen to electronic music, but I'm still interested. And I do think that it's important that more girls get started because there's not enough girls working in electronic music. I think it's because men just take control. If you are interested in just purely electronic music, there is an amazing Irish artist called Elle, that's E-L-L-L-L, and she makes amazing techno. And I think if any young person is interested in hearing what an Irish woman is doing with electronic music, that's, she's a great person to start with. 
We used a cool device called a play pianica, which connects objects to play music by touching it. We're going to put put ourselves, put our own bodies in the circuit, so the electricity will be running through us, and that means the sound will be going through us as well. It works by creating a circuit between the device, a human body, and objects like fruit and vegetables. If you have it set up to the mushroom, and then you press the mushroom, it's as if you're pressing a button and making a, a, a sound with that mushroom. It is designed to work with organic materials and mostly anything that has water inside it. It's then connected to a computer and a speaker, so when you touch the instrument or vegetable, the circuit is closed and a sound is played. I'm playing a mushroom now. Whenever you press the fruit, it's as if you're pressing a button on a on a keyboard or something. Now I'm playing a leaf. I think it's a really creative way to make sounds with nature and plants. This is called a breadboard because years and years and years ago, people used to take actual breadboards and use them to make electronics and we've got all these components stuck in and what they do is they make a sound come out of this tiny little speaker these are like the two arms of the battery and when the electrons pass through this little bulb it's going to light up so we put the black one on this side and the red one on this side and so the electricity is passing through going through the bulb and do you want to see what happens when you turn this CD? yeah so what's happening to the light going up and down, dimmer and brighter. Dimmer and brighter, exactly. Watch what happens if I put this big, huge one in instead. What's happening to the light? It's flashing. It's flashing, right. Do you want to turn this little knob? So now what's happening? It's um, flashing. It's flashing, yeah. It's going a lot faster, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think that sounds like? Flickering. Exactly. Or something like this. So now I'm going to plug the speaker in, and so instead of the light flashing, you should hear the speaker. I can hear it. You can hear it. So now what happens if I turn this? It's getting faster and faster, right? Sounds like a motorbike. It does, right? I'm turning the oscillator. We're going to try and patch some sounds together. We'll start with our basic oscillator. So we're going to plug, what would you prefer, a triangle, square, or curvy? Curvy. Curvy. Okay, so this one. Yeah, give it a good push into this one. This one? Yeah, nice. And then we're going to get a speaker. Okay. And now what we could do is... So, what are we changing there again? The frequency. We're changing the frequency. 
Music and creativity is something we're really passionate about. But I think if you look at STEM generally and, and the participation rates of women in technology specifically in STEM are still really low. Uh, there's major culture problems in terms of uh, women and diverse persons um, working in those fields. So for us, getting girls, young girls involved in using technology for creative purposes helps them to gain confidence in using technology generally. The whole thing was great, but what was your favourite thing? Spectrometer, that was my favourite thing. I just love messing around with it because you can make the lines move in different directions and you can make them long or circular and it's just really fun. My favourite thing was to play Tronica. One of them was the sand. My favourite thing was um, playing fruit as music. My favourite thing was um, getting to be a partner with Diva. I learned that women, they are making lots and lots of music, but they aren't being seen making pop music. There's like a low percentage. For more girls to start an interest in electronic music, we need more things like this workshop. Please follow us on Instagram, we're synthesize underscore her, and then you'll find out information about when our next workshops are on. That was amazing! Who knew mushrooms could sound so good? Big thanks to Viva Dean and Kate Butler for a fantastic workshop. There certainly is a lot more work to be done in the music industry to make it a fair place for women and girls. But don't let that hold you back. If you're interested in beginning your own music production journey, keep an eye out for workshops or courses in your community or teach yourself using online music production tutorials. There are tons of free apps for your tablet, if you happen to have one. I'd recommend GarageBand or another one called Figure. Both will let you make beats on the go. Plus, if you're feeling as inspired as we are and want to get your creative juices flowing right away, stay tuned because up next we have a sound-inspired task you can try at home. Hiya, my name is Jo and I work in a company called Recreate, which is based in Ballymount Industrial Estate in Dublin 12. What we do is we prevent tons and tons of materials from going into the big hole in the ground called a landfill. We then support people all over the country of all different ages to come up with tons of ideas to turn these materials into something new and creative. One of my favourite games is, we know this is a water bottle, but what else could it be? Could it be a rocket? Could it be a house for a snail? Or maybe a heel of a shoe? After listening to the young people and crew at Synthesizer, it led me down this path about thinking about sound and creativity and my favourite game I just mentioned. So when I scrunch the bottle again, what things could it be? What images does it conjure up in your imagination? Could it be the sounds of hooves across crystal white snow or the crackling of a fire perhaps? You try and make a sound with something close by and imagine what those alternative sounds could be. So you've just started your first Foley artist sound piece. Congratulations. But what is a Foley artist and why are they important? Foley is named after a man called Jack Foley, who was working in a film studio almost 100 years ago. They just made a musical with no sound, which sounds crazy, right? But they gathered the staff of the studio and asked if anyone had any ideas, and luckily Jack did. They set up some microphones and Jack and his team added footsteps, crashes and other sounds they could think of, which is a job done on almost every film to this day, and that is why it's called Foley. 
To creatively showcase the artistry and play in Foley, why don't you play a blindfold quiz where every participant has to guess the sound? So what do you need? Grab 20 different items from around your home and label them from 1 to 20. Then you will need something to write with and a scrap piece of paper. And either something to cover the items or have your contestants blindfolded and maybe use a scarf. And now we're ready to begin. If you are the Foley artist or the quiz master, start shaking and moving the items around in the order that you've numbered them. Starting at one and working your way up through the numbers, let's make some noise. Go through each item making a sound and ask participants to put their answers on paper. For younger little people, they can work with another person. Give extra points for anyone that can come up with alternative sounds. Okay, let's do a quick version of what that is right now. I'm looking in my box of tricks. What do you think this is? Ugh, it's made my hands really sticky. There's a clue. I'm gonna go and have to wash them now. Did you guess? Do you know what it is? That was hair gel. And within Foley artistry, they use hair gel for squelchy sounds like mud. Or a monster slithering along the ground with all its goo everywhere. Often, the real-world sounds that are used in film are made from different objects. For example, the sound that you hear when Netflix is opening on the telly is actually a wedding ring knocking off of a kitchen cabinet. So, if you want to play our game or make the soundtrack to an entire movie, just have fun and play with the world of sound. We'd love to see what you could recreate. Andrea, what's this sound? I don't know. Is it saying you're hungry? No, it was clearly a dragon before shooting fire. Ah, uh, right. Well, we hope you had fun making Foley sounds at home. What's coming up for the final part of the show, Sebastian? We've seen how we can make sound with synthesizers, fruit and vegetables, and even random objects at home. But don't underestimate the power of your own mouth, like I just did. I headed along with my friends Priya and Saib to a beatboxing workshop with the world champion beatboxer White Noise. Check this out. Hi, I'm Saib. I'm Sebastian. Hello, I'm Priya. And today we're going to learn how to beatbox. I know nothing about beatboxing. <laughs> Neither do I. It's about learning how to make noise. Today we're going to meet one of Ireland's first beatboxers. White Noise. Hello. Hi. Hello. What is beatboxing? Beatboxing is an art form about making music with your mouth. Originally, the idea was you would use your voice and your lips and try and imitate the sounds of a drum kit or a drum machine. The word beatbox is the name of a drum machine that kind of started in the end of the 70s, the early 80s, and people tried to imitate the sounds of that just using their voice. What was it that made you start beatboxing for the first time? So there's this famous beatboxer called Razel, and he does this trick where he sings a song and he beatboxes at the same time. And I heard a clip of it and I didn't think it was real. I kind of refused to believe that this one guy was singing and beatboxing at the same time. So I started trying to imitate it and play around and then eventually just got kind of hooked on it. Can we hear what that might sound like? <laughs> So when people are learning to beatbox, usually it starts off with imitating 
either a drum kit or a drum machine. So either the kind of drummers that you would see with a rock band or the more electronic music you'd hear and kind of rap music and stuff like that. But to keep it basic, most of the time people start with three sounds, a kick drum or a bass drum, a hi-hat and a snare. So usually we teach using the letters of the alphabet and that would sound like B, T, K. So it's like... So would you like to try and do that? <laughs> okay, we'll start with a really easy one. If you take the middle sound there, uh, which is the hi-hat or a cymbal, and you use the letter T, and there's two ways you can do it. You can have what they call a closed hi-hat or an open hi-hat, and the difference is T or T. So let's just start off with the simple one. Perfect. Okay. And then if we think about the first one, the letter B, yeah. The idea is you try and kind of build up pressure with your lips and then release it, kind of flip it out. If you think of words like bucket, bogus, you're kind of, they call it plosives in language where you're kind of building up pressure and going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And if you get kind of closer on the microphone and the more kind of pressure you build up and release it, that's where you get the kind of heavier sound. And it'll always start off kind of like. And then the kind of stronger you can make it, you can get it really powerful, like. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And a lot of the time with these things, it's not so much about the individual sounds, but when you start to make it into a little rhythm. So with those two things we've learned, you can go back and forth and go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, very good. And the other sound, another one there is the K sound, and that's like a rim shot. So if you think of a drum, it's hitting the rim on the side of a, of a drum, the kind of metal piece, and it's like the letter K. So the kind of classic way that people teach this is the words boots and cats. Boots, cats, boots, cats. So do you want to try and do... Yeah, no, you got it, you got it. Like, I know it's a bit weird to try and make these sounds you've never made before but i think you all have the basics of it it's just trying to kind of make it a bit louder you'll need to kind of practice and do them again and again until you get really like you get stronger with them and then after that the next step is kind of adding pitch or adding tone and it's kind of just humming at the same time as doing that that b sound so you have and then if you hum at the same time you can get one question that comes up a lot with beatboxing is when people try and do multiple sounds at the same time. It can sound strange, but an easy way that I try and teach people is if you think of like if somebody's trying to call a cat and they go like to try and do that and hum at the same time. I think you got it there for a second. That's it. One last thing I forgot to talk about is about breathing. Some people ask about how you breathe with beatboxing. And one quick way to learn it is that a lot of the time, each of the sounds have a kind of opposite. So we learned the kick drum. But if you reverse that and breathe in, you get. good rhythm to be a beatboxer would you say it's a good question i don't think i really have natural rhythm one of the reasons i started doing beatboxing was because i loved music but i struggled with 
you know, musical notation and trying to learn how to play the piano and guitar and things like that. And beatboxing is really good because you don't need anything. One of the kind of central pieces of hip hop is making something out of nothing. And beatboxing really fits into that where you don't need to buy any equipment. You can just start imitating sounds. And I don't think I have any kind of natural inclination towards rhythm but it's something you learn and you'll see me doing things like tapping my foot along to what I'm doing or moving my hands to try and keep pace like that you know I think rhythm is something you can learn as well as some people have kind of a natural ability to it and how would you say you would learn rhythm um I guess beatboxing comes mostly from hip-hop and a lot of the rhythms are pretty simple they kind of they have this you know they call it like a four count or a really like And when beatboxing started, it was all that kind of uh, straightforward rhythms. But then as it evolved, people started to do, you know, beatboxing based on electronic music, dance music, and kind of getting into really, you know, drum and bass music and kind of more complicated rhythms and more complicated rhythms. So like with anything, you start off really simple and basic. And then once you have that, you want to learn the next part and you, you move on to something more complex. How do you get in the moment to actually just go for it, just try it? I guess learning any new skill is always a bit a bit scary. Sometimes it helps to listen to somebody else do it and try to imitate what they're doing. But learning anything from the beginning is always scary. But once you get those kind of first few steps, you, you start to figure it out. What would you say is like the biggest concert or event you've beatboxed at? So I was at the first ever World Beatbox Championships. I represented Ireland at that. That's probably the biggest one. That was in Germany. I've done lots of concerts in Ireland and then places like in Asia and America, big stages. So you're teaching us the basics, but can you show us something that's like really hard? Okay, so I'll just kind of improvise and make it up and see where it goes. One fun thing I did there that I haven't mentioned earlier is a thing where people tap their throat. People don't really do it too much anymore, but it was a big part of it in like the 1980s when people did it. So you can hum or make a noise with your mouth and tap your throat and get... (laughs) There you go. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) Is there any definite do's and don'ts while doing beatboxing? So I think one of the fun things about it is that there's kind of no rules. I know hundreds and hundreds of beatboxes and every one of them sounds completely different. You'll never get two of them sounding the same. So in that way, it's kind of fun. It's like the voice and singing. Everybody has kind of a different voice because of their biology and, you know, the language they speak and the country they come from. So I don't think there's really any rules about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. One of the fun parts is that everybody's a bit different and you mightn't be able to do some sound and somebody else can do it. And, you know, sometimes people have unique sounds that only they can do or there's some sounds that everybody can do. If anyone would like to try learning beatboxing, what would you like recommend? If you go on YouTube, if you look up tutorials, you'll find lots of people who kind of show you the basics or show you even really advanced things. So YouTube would be a good place to start. 
but it's also fun just to kind of mess around and improvise and come up with your own thing because copying what other people do is a good way to get started but the best people and the most interesting people are always going to be kind of coming up with their with their own things do you find beatboxing fun yeah lots of fun um, I love kind of improvised art and people making up things as they go along and I think beatboxing is is really good for that. It's good because it has kind of a mixture of being a skill and kind of a party trick but there's also a bit of a, a musical aspect to it. When hip-hop started there were all these different elements. There was like DJing and graffiti and breakdancing and beatboxing and rapping and all this stuff and then after a while the rapping really took off and all the focus was on that and some of the other stuff kind of got less popular. Um, and then got left behind yeah some of it got left behind and then 20 years later then you know it started started to become really popular again i think it was really interesting i like quite enjoyed learning thanks white noise we hope you enjoyed today's show and it's left you feeling inspired to get creative join us next week when we'll be exploring the wonderful world of the circus bye Cake was produced by the RTE Junior radio team with help from reporters across the country. Compiled by Eva O'Neill and presented by me, Sebastian. And me, Andrea. This is our RTE Junior.